Sports fans, welcome to another World Cup edition of Back the Girls podcast. We're going to review the Australia game, the final game in the pool stages before Wales take on the mighty Black Ferns in a World Cup quarter final. Kickoff is 7.30 Saturday morning. We're also going to visit the clubs where they've been playing in their cup, all to play for, all to talk about. Join us on the pod. This is quite different, isn't it? So it's Thursday morning and I'm sat here with a coffee instead of a beer doing this. Yeah, definitely no blue WKD for me, which is a highlight probably because I got rid stuff to that. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> My family group messaged me and said, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Do they think it was a call for help? Yeah, probably, especially being a Monday night as well. Pity. Pity. So no Rachel Taylor. I know. We could make up a story. She's gone big time like Phil's, hasn't she? <laughs> no. She's not around. Yeah, her makeup have um, acquired longer with her. So. <laughs> yeah. No, Rachel Taylor's on her holly bobs. Um, she wouldn't tell us where. She's group chat is on silent. She doesn't want to know this week. London, I think, is it? Is there? I don't know. I think they were moving on from London. If we've got any Rachel Taylor fans, flood to London. <laughs> yeah. Please tell us where she is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's Thursday morning. We've got to get off and start our day. So we're going to make this short and sharp, right? Yeah. After the 24 minutes it took to get onto Zoom. <laughs> Terrible. We won't get into that. Okay, let's start with the Australian game. We're going to go to the clubs and then we'll wrap it up with Wales' quarterfinal against New Zealand. Lots to say, I'm sure. So um, it, it feels like ages ago now, doesn't it? But let's review the Australia game. What are your overall thoughts, Lowe's? Well, yeah, I have to jog my memory a bit because it does feel like a lifetime ago now. But luckily, me and Kat Edwards had a full-on debrief following the game. So I went back to my messages to see exactly how I felt about it then and then because now we're in the quarterfinal. It's as if it's just been swept under the carpet and you can forget. But, oh... What a frustrating performance. Um, well, it, you know, several of the players have come out and said it's a game that they felt that they lost rather than Australia winning. And it, to an extent, I can agree with them, but a loss is a loss. You've got to take ownership over it, isn't it? Yeah. And there are so many elements of that game that I think had we just got the basics right, I don't think Australia were anywhere near us. It's yeah. just like basic handling skills playing in the right areas and you know as crucial as it was not missing touch yeah oh do you know what? i think that's always gonna come back to the most critical moment for me we just had australian players sent into the sin bin robbing got an opportunity to kick us down into the 22 where we haven't been much and if that happens we then set up a platform in australia's 22 if we happen to lose the line now, they've got to exit, likely kick, and then we go on the attack again, right? Yeah. Up towards the 22. And I just think, you know, that's, that's critical for me. So everybody watching it knows Rob missed the kick, Australia clear, and then it's just shut the door. Now, there's no way Australia were letting us in behind again. And that, for me, that is game management. You know, we, regardless of, um, 
you know, whether we won the line out or not, we're in the right position on the pitch. And then one missed kick with a player in the bin, we had momentum, all changed. And that was yeah. it. I couldn't see us winning after that. No, it was it was definitely a shaky finish, but I, I still have to credit the Welsh defence. Mm. I think it could have been a little bit of a score fest had they performed defensively the way they did in attack. But it was it was beyond. You've got to credit that. And you're seeing some ridiculous stats now. Alex and Sean Ed are in the top five of tackles. It's huge. Like Wales will come away from this tournament positively because again we finished in the top eight. The the minute we drop out of the top eight, that's when serious conversations will happen. But you've got standout performances. I thought Jazz excelled in that Australia game. Her defensive efforts single-handedly were amazing. She she definitely saved three tries. Yeah. Did you think? So what happened with Australia then? They could have won it. Could have, uh, they obviously did, but they could have won it by more, right? So we're on. So I think they had another. Well, like I said, I think they had another three tries in them, mm. and it you know it's down to the worst defence that they did done. Plus, I don't think much of Australia's game. Mm. They've obviously got their big up carries with uh, what's her name, Grace, the number eight. Um, she's obviously a, a a huge stalwart for them, but. I didn't think there was anything in them more so than I definitely think Wales could have maybe approached that game differently. And that's when I did question selection a bit because I couldn't see much of an attack in threat there. As much as I like that the girls had, um, if you ask me to break it down, I thought Neve Terry did a sound job. I don't think Kayleigh Powell would have been able to do anything different. I, th- I do like Karis at 13, but she's very raw. But going forward, the next couple of years, the competition between her and Meg Webb is going to be outstanding, but they need that regular game time. So it is something that they're going to have to factor in at domestic level um, for them to get that level of competition higher because it it does look very raw at the moment with them. Um, But yeah, when, when you're constantly being asked to defend, as soon as you get the ball, you do tend to get into like, panic mode or tunnel vision mode where you just want to keep ball rather than create something with it. So because we haven't had much of the ball, we're lacking a little bit in options and attack. Yeah. So let's come on to what you and Kat were reviewing because I'm sure that's full of depth on the scrum. But um, what I really love about rugby is that I've probably spoken to about six or seven people about the game and you get six or seven different reviews don't it because that's yeah. the nature of the rugby game is that you somebody's looking at attack somebody's looking at set piece somebody's looking at game management somebody's looking at you know the breakdown and carries somebody else is looking at you know defensive structure so you're always going to get different views but um mm. I love that about the game so I've changed my mind on the game like seven times after seven conversations but uh what yeah. do you and Kat have to say about the set piece in particular well Obviously, I didn't watch kickoff at kickoff time. I watched it later. So Kat was there. She was on comms, isn't it? So um, she gave, because we're in a group with me, Kat and Treeks, um, she gave like a debrief, more or less. And she goes, anyway, anyway, I'll wait for you to watch it. And then you come back to me with your thoughts. So I didn't actually read much of what she said, but she it was nailed on, really. She said defence effort was was great handling errors was frustrating 
um, she said the kick to touch was um, uh, crucial. But interestingly, and I didn't take much notice of it, she did say that Sean Ned was targeted throughout the game. And if you look back on the game, we have little uncharacteristic um, fumbles from Sean Ed. Uh, and that's just because the defence was so hot on her that she didn't get a chance for those tip-off passes. So you do, I think she knocked on about two or three balls and there was something that Sean Ed is like bread and butter for her, isn't it? So, um, yeah, a little bit like that. She said going forward, she'd love to see Jazz play 15. And lo and behold, where is she for for this game? Now Seth Peace, what are your views on that? Oh, I don't know. There's something lacking, but I can't really put my finger on it. And I hate to be this person, but Sarah Cox is one of the best refs in the world, right? She has like solidified herself in that position, but oh my god, I was screaming at the telly. I was like, are you? I was like, are you blind? Are you having a laugh? <laughs> and stuff like that. I was like, the, the, what frustrated me more was, was the breakdown. You, you can forget scrum and lineups. Everyone's got a job there, haven't they? But you can ruin a game by the way you determine how someone has entered a ruck or whatever, right? Mm. You had so many penalties awarded to them for a turnover because our players were holding on. You can't tell me you're in a positive position when, yes, you're on your feet, but your head's on the floor. You're not supporting your own weight there. So I was throwing Kai's toys all over the place. He was looking at me as if, what's going on? But it it was so frustrating because Wales finally had a footing in the game. They were trying to create something going forward and then it's easily snatched away from them from a penalty that I don't think should have been awarded. Yeah, penalty cut was so high, wasn't it? So high. I'm not I'm not blaming the ref, but I'm putting it in as a bit of a conversation for people to have a look at because, you know, she is solid usually. And mm. obviously maybe I need to re-look at the laws and whatever, but there is no way a player can be holding or supporting her own weight when her head is on the floor. Mm. They play it themselves when your hands touch the ground and then you drag the ball back. That's not you know, legal. So why is it that when someone's forehead is literally nesting on the floor and a penalty gets awarded? Mm. Anyway, yeah. what are your thoughts? I feel like I've spoken a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you said, well, I haven't got much to say and then you haven't come up for eight. So... Um, right, so that's the Australia game. I think we, we've done that. And hey, we're in the quarterfinals. We don't really care about the Australia game anymore, do we? Like, no, exactly. So um, there were a bunch of games played, not just ours. Um, so after ours was New Zealand and Scotland. New Zealand beat Scotland 57-0. Mm. And they're just firing on all cylinders, aren't they? France beat Fiji 44-0. Yeah. Uh, and lost to Italy. 21-8, Canada beat USA 29-14, and then England put a whopping 75 points on South Africa. So that's given us our quarter finalists. So it's Wales, New Zealand, uh, France, Italy, Canada. Oh, I skipped some, I'm like, Wales, New Zealand, France, Italy, Canada, USA, um, England, Australia. So yeah. before we move on to the Wales game, what are you most looking forward to? Not our game, after the other quarters. Um, probably not between them, um, England, Australia, but more so to see how England perform because it has been a bit of a 50% at the moment. Isn't it? They haven't really got fired. I know the results have been 
spectacular, but England are, you know, head and shoulders above the rest if you look at them on paper. So it's about them getting into the tournament and it is usually the timeline where they really come out firing, isn't it? So I'd like to see some maybe different partnerships maybe or whether they're just going to go forward and, you know, solidify their their 15 now. I'm, I'm unsure, but England's rugby is is definitely one I enjoy watching because the quality of it is beyond. Yeah, I think... Um... I think Tails would agree on, with me on this one. I'm looking forward to the France-Italy one. Um, yeah. The, she got a soft spot for Italy, didn't she? One of these tournaments now, whether it's Six Nations or whether it's the World Cup, Italy are going to do something special. She's convinced. Um, but then again, Canada have just lost their, their number one nine, haven't they? So they're up against USA again. So that could be interesting. Yeah. It, the fact that they're playing again... That should boost confidence in USA, but I, I think Canada will will beat them quite comfortably, yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, all right, kind of reviewed last weekend, but it wasn't just about the World Cup last weekend because it was about other cup rugby and right here in Wales, um, it was, I think it was second round of the cup hunt, is it? So uh, you've got some results for us, let's share. I do. So, big shock in um, Cup Pool A. So, the reverse picture between Ponteclean and Llandaff North. So, remember, it was a bit of a tasty league game last week where they Ponteclean only just beat them 5-0. Yeah. Llandaff North obviously didn't take a liking to that, so they came out guns blazing, and it was 25-18 to Llandaff North this time round. That's what we used to, right? We used to high-scoring games of these two. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, that battle between who I believe are the two top teams in the Premiership, it, it's nice to see that it's not always one-sided, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, and it must be it being a cup game. It's got to kill. <laughs> I love but, cup rugby. Everything's on the line, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's just, you just come up against a different team. And literally, they played each other last week. So they would have known exactly, you know, the type of team that they come up against. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, in the Pool B there of the Cup, Nelson beat Derry 30-15. So then you move on to the plate, and in Pool 1, Seven Sisters uh, beat Guernava 20-0. Pool 2, Whitland beat Pencoy 20-0. Pool 3, Lampeton, St. Henry's game was postponed. Ooh, so good. I'm unsure when that will be replayed now, so we'll wait some confirmation on that. Uh, we've got a couple of high-scoring games then in the bowl. So Blackwood beat Witches 53-0. Tafswell beat Dowlice, or Dowlice, how do you say that? 34-5. And then in the north, Wrexham beat Shot and Steel 17-0. Uh, this one must have been a bit of a try-fest. In uh, bowl north to Llangevny beat Rillan District 54-5. Mm. That's a bit of a heavy one, isn't it? Yeah. Now, this some of the the ones who are top of their leagues are losing in the in the cup. So yeah, I, it's it's yeah. Shot and steel was shot and steel were top, and they've they've lost that one. Ponaclean were top, and they've lost that one. I think Nelson might be ones to watch this year. You know, keep an eye. Oh on yeah, because they had a young squad, didn't they? And they've consistently just like nurtured it. So those girls now who have been there from the start, 
they've got that extra bit of experience. They're playing with the same girls week in, week out, and they're gaining more players of what seems. I think they've got, I think they get ridiculous numbers in training. Ugh, damn. Yeah. And then a bit of a tasty one in Bowl West One, Tumble Haverford West. There's always a good game between these two. It is proper club rugby, though. Um, Haverford West came out favourite 26 17. Ooh. Yeah, so just uh, just over a try, you know. Yeah. And then West Swansea Hawks to finish us off beat Pembroke 24-21. Oh, in a cup yeah. game, a three-pointer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's tasty. So, yeah, that's your cup round. That's loads of games played, Lowe's. That's what we love to see. We hate looking it up and seeing, like, postponed, postponed, postponed. Um, yeah. I was speaking to some Pencold players and they're really struggling for numbers. So good Uh-oh. to see that they actually got a team and they played. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what we want. No, we just want to see girls playing every single week. Yeah, and it just gets the team back together. The more like it's put off, a bit like this pod. When you're telling me we're not doing it Monday and then it's not Tuesday, shall we wait for team announcement? I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. And then as soon as we get together, I'm loving it. So that's what I'm about, even if it's terrible. And <laughs> it hasn't been edited before going out. Um, I still enjoy my time with you. <laughs> Thank you. Even though it's yeah. Rachel Taylor. Yeah, I know WKD Blue. But... When did we start calling Rachel Taylor by her full name? Because I can't go back. Hey, she's uh, famous now, isn't she? I think it's respect. Hold her in a higher regard now, don't we? Yeah, and Catherine Edwards, your full name in here as well now. Oh, no, no, he's still short and it's Cat Eds, isn't it? Cat Eds. All right. Yeah. Good, good. Okay, well, let's turn to the big one then. Yeah. Wales are in the quarterfinal. Of the World Cup, that's just that just sounds amazing. Anyway, doesn't it? Seven thirty yeah. a.m. kickoff. You might get up for that one, Lose. I will be up for that one. <laughs> so, uh, we had some logistical problems earlier in the week, but I'm glad because actually means we know the team and we're not guessing anymore. Yeah. But before we go into the team, what I want to know is what did you expect selection, or what would you have hoped selection to be, and then what was your reaction to the actual selection? Uh, yeah, so I'd hope that anyone who hasn't been given a chance, throw them on. You're going up against one of the best teams in the world, but still, throw them on. You've achieved top eight. You've got nothing to lose, really. No win, the competition that was ahead of you. Um, I was going to write a letter to some sort of MP or something if Heiki wasn't on the team sheet somewhere. Um, so I am very I glad. Hang on a minute. Name your MP for me. Well, I know, who, I know who he was before, but now he, he wasn't elected in this time, so I don't know. Oh, whatever. Glory, Harry, you're all talk. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. But, um, I, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see a start, but just to see it on the bench hmm. is, is good Hang news on. for me. We're getting to selection. Don't go there yet. So you're yeah. going to see it run the changes. Everyone who haven't played, give them a game. Um, I mean, keep some sort of consistency because it's still a competitive game at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
you know, some people are going to be looking to retire after this game. So do you give them one last run out and finish on a high for their careers? Or do you start to like feed in the young blood now and look at partnerships? Because when will be the next game? Final World Cup. That was always, that was kind of my exact thought. So um, before the team come out, I was actually thinking, right, um, I put my hands up. I think we're going to lose to New Zealand. Yeah, like, I wouldn't say it's Saturday morning, I'll be all for the win. But I think we're going to lose to New Zealand, right? In that case, odds are spectacularly high that we're going to lose, right? So in that case, we are guaranteed another 15 Six Nation games before the next World Cup. We've got three years, that's guaranteed five games, right? We don't know if we're going to get summer tours, we don't know if we're going to get autumn internationals. It's kind of a gift when they happen to happen uh, in the yeah. run-up of this one. So we guaranteed at the minimum 15 games. That's not a lot. So my, no. thought, my thinking was, like, F it, it's done, this World Cup, let's build. That was my mentality. So similar to yours, um, get everybody on who, you know, but we can't, we've got to respect New Zealand, we've got to respect it's a World Cup quarterfinal, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've got a lot of injuries as well and niggles, I think, that made people unavailable. Um, yeah. Where possible, look to the future now play the players that are going to be there or thereabouts for the next three years. That was my mind. Yeah, so bringing us to that then, I think we're both chuffed to see Clakey on the bench. Yeah. I think they're going to um, target this game differently to how they did when facing them the first time around. So um, if you remember, we spoke about killing the game, slowing it right down, frustrating New Zealand making set piece as slow as possible. So you are just dragging those minutes down. So to, to stop really a high scoring game, even though it didn't quite work out that way. Starting Kira Bevan at nine, I think they're going to have a different outlook on this time. I think they're going to want to create a little bit more, get that faster ball out. What they'll create outside of that, I'm unsure, but they are, I think they're looking to have a pacier game this time. Yeah. So whether they they think it's what's the word like all gung ho or whatever is that a, is that a, <laughs> yeah let's go for it this is your last chance alone let's throw everything at it let's play some actual rugby let's see what they've been training uh, throughout since those contracts were given let's see the type of rugby Wales want to move forward with because I think they have tactically looked at the tournament so far and changed their game management depending on who they face but I think we should make it a little bit more of our wheels this time round. yeah I agree so let's go to the pack first then so the starting eight is Cara Keris Donna Rose Natalia John Gwen Crabb Beth Lewis Alex Callender and Seanad Harris what are we expecting from that pack well it's a heavy pack so they're obviously going to... And let's remember, our scrum absolutely dominated. Yes. So as long as Kira doesn't put a hand in the scrum again, we should be all right. Do you think this pack can... can do what they did against New Zealand last time? Do you think we can um, really take it to them up front and take the set piece? There's no reason for Wales to think otherwise. Mm-hmm. I think New Zealand will have made some changes to, to counter that because they will have had a shock. They don't like being dicked over, do they? So um, it was it was probably the biggest shock of the World Cup, in my opinion, how Wales treated that scrum. 
Oh, it was fantastic. Let's talk about that. That was brilliant, wasn't it? No, I'm joking. But it was good. I hope, actually, that they do come away from that dominant again. But um, we'll just have to wait and see how it is. Because they have gone with a heavy pack. I do like the back row. Um, no win that we don't have butchers. That's our second best back row, right? Well, I, I think every one of them will put their hands up to say, well, why, why aren't I first name on the sheet kind of thing, you know? So, yeah. So Beth Lewis, Alex Canada, Sean and Harry can really do a job against New Zealand. Yeah, I just I just want them to see them working together a little bit more because we have seen a lot of individual performances from our back row um, and it is contributing to the stats um, and their individual performances is, is brilliant. But to see them link up as a pod more, I think we can create something brilliant and I do think we'll again have a couple of tries from this game. Yeah. Yeah, complement each other very nicely, as it does with um, I think thingy. That's really bad with butchers in in at number six as well. Yeah, yeah. For me, this this second row is Wills's next World Cup second row. We we haven't got much options, but I do like it. It's got a nice balance. Uh, Gwen Crab seems to be getting more physical as the World yeah. Cup goes on. Natalia John just works, works. And if you look at depth, you know we got Georgia, probably a bit of a hybrid. Um, yeah, give us options for back row as well. But I think this is a really solid second row. And I think come, you know, the next three years, the next three Six Nations campaigns, you know, they can really gel into that and become quite a formidable partnership. Go on. Yeah, I think, I think you know, Georgia will be coming into this tournament unbelievably thankful that she got herself back into being fit for this tournament after that horrific break she had. But... I don't know, there's something about her that I really like. I mean, her discipline is questionable, but she does, she just gets in your face. I don't think she's back to 100% Georgia yet, but um, yeah, it's going to be a very tasty encounter between her and the others going forward throughout the next Six Nations tournament. Cool. Let's dive in on the front row. Oh, this is exciting. I love that we do this after the, the announcement is made. We should have made that decision earlier in the tournament. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Cara Keris gets a nod over uh, Kelsey. Karis. Yeah. Karis. What did I yeah. say? Keris. Karis. Karis. Yeah. Um, to be honest, you can't, you can't really argue one before the other at the moment. They're, they're both so good. Yeah, if there was to, you know, if there was another th- hooker, you know, it must be so frustrating for Cat because she's not really having a look in because they, those two are so competitive. Yeah. And that's just with that strength and depth behind them. And that's a position where we've got a bit of depth, which is quite yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it was always going to be one or the other. Yeah, as beyond as that sounds. Yeah, I don't think anyone would really be disappointed if it was Kelsey and if Karis is starting out. It, it, I don't think anyone would be disappointed either, you know? No, no. But uh, both equally could score off a driving line so... They should. If they don't, I'm again writing to my MP. No, I'm I think it's definitely something they should be targeting and I don't think it should be a one-off either. I think they should continuously put pressure on that driving line out if ever they get in that area of the pitch. Okay, let's talk about the front row. So on the bench, we've got Gwenthi and Bach. And we've got Cecilia, who future, again, we're looking at her for the next World Cup, right? Yeah. So, so Cara Hope and Donna Rose got the nod. 
would we be right in thinking this is probably Cara Hope's um, swan song? I know she's going into med, didn't she? Yeah, she's got a lot of things going on um, personally. Um, so she's now thinking ahead to her you know, career goals. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I'm shocked that she has started every game. Yeah. I I don't know what their plans was with the um uh, front row, but whether it's because Gwenny P has been injured and it's just filtered through. But you know, again, you can't question their efforts in no. in, in the pack. So I don't want to take anything away from her. Um and That's she's taken really an opportunity. Solid. Yeah, it's had a really solid campaign, and she uh yeah. equally Donna Rose. I think Donna Rose quite exciting, uh still yeah. a little more. Maybe, but again, let's look at her for the next World Cup, right? Absolutely. I'm chuffed she's back in now after a naughty little ban. But um, yeah, let's get her in. I think if we could concentrate on her and Cecilia, it, where we could turn out some really decent props. Yeah. But again, worries me the lack of death behind those two coming for the next three years. But uh, maybe that's well, something we'll talk about on another pod, Lowe's. All right, yeah. let's take it to the back line. You've already mentioned Kira Bevan. Uh, Snowy yeah. keeps her 10 shirt. Um, yeah. Pretty solid World Cup, Snowy. You know, if yeah. it can be um, so um, more accurate and the length of it has improved so much from the Six Nations, you know, it's, it's helped us get into places where we would have had to fight and dog it out to get into. So Yeah, and interestingly, Carter has actually mentioned that Taking L off at the time that they did against Australia probably was wasn't the best idea because it did kill momentum a little bit. Yeah, a couple um, of people mentioned that to me as well. Okay, yeah. so this back line is up against the New Zealand black line, which is just immense. It looks like you know that's New Zealand's starting back line, so they've got a lot of respect for Wales. Yeah, in that they are fronting up their their first team players. So yep. we've got, we've got uh, Hannah John Jones, who's now captain, obviously. Um, Kenneth Williams Morris outside. And then the back three is made up of Lisa Newman, Laurie Norkett comes into the starting lineup, and Jasmine Joyce. So Laurie Norkett is up against, well, it's either going to be Ruby Tui or Portia Woodman, isn't it? That's. Yeah, Laurie's got them. Yeah. Any day. To be honest, but this is what we actually wanted, though, isn't it? Throw your players in, give them that game time, give them experience. And, you know, she's got jazz behind her. You've got, you know, plenty of players inside her. As long as they keep the chat up, there is no reason why she won't perform. And let's remember, Laurie Norkett does probably more of an emotional tag to this World Cup than anybody else, um, based on family history and stuff. So she's going to take every opportunity as seriously as she can. Yeah, I love it. I think Newman's had a really strong World Cup as well, you know, and... She's been consistent. She hasn't yeah. done anything flash other than kick-off receipt. Did you see oh, that? Oh, well, she looked like a ballet dancer, didn't she? I, I was, was like, ooh! <laughs> I was like, rewind, rewind, rewind. Let's see that again. But yeah, that was good. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's going to be an amazing opportunity for Lowry, isn't it? Again, another one we're looking for next World Cup, you know, these players yeah. got so much room to develop and so much room to learn. Now that excites me. You know, none of these have peaked. They got so much more to learn. You saw them all on their off stage and they, they went on the beach and paddleboarded and things. 
they just look like an international team now they they've obviously worked hard on you know their athleticism and um they're obviously having the right training the right nutrition so they look so much better than what Wales have ever looked before no offense to you not i we did not they're putting themselves in in the right position to be competitive so you're already at the level so the only thing they really need to look at that is like game time skill game management isn't it yeah so to come on from the bench you've got Fionn, Flakey and Meg Webb so um, again like you said let's throw them on let's give them game time let's look at you know the bigger plan here and give them experience against the Black Ferns you know that's that's going to be so rare yeah, what an opportunity. Somebody we haven't mentioned is Hannah Jones. Just solid. Just she has a job, doesn't she? Just consistently solid. Um, I think she'll really grow into that captaincy as well. I think yeah. I uh, forward. Well, I said I said it early on tonight. I think Alicia Butchers would should be our next captain. Um, I think there's just something extra in her. But if Hannah can develop and take every game as it comes then why not she she's a brilliant rugby player and it must be so nice for the coaches to have players that you can definitely put pen to paper without question isn't it yeah do you know what i like about meg webb and caris williams morris is that um they got a bit of size to them haven't they They're yeah notoriously small in the back line so to have these 13s that have got a bit of size to them, a couple more years training now, a couple more years developing that mass and that power. <laughs> yeah, well, we've seen it. Gwen Crabb, she's completely altered her game um, body shape. Yes. And that's just from, you know, being taken under whoever's wing, whoever's training them up there, and, you know, made, made a real difference to her game. She's a qualified personal trainer anyway, isn't she? So this should but be a... Yeah, yeah. Or not. Chicken and rice. It should be a chicken and rice. <laughs> Green beans. Yeah. Yeah. So Jazz Joyce moves to fullback. Thoughts on that? Well, they've trialed it a couple of times, haven't they? And I think because she is so defensively sound, it's probably not something that they're worried about. Mm. Um, it's just the only thing we've seen in the past with Jazz is she rarely likes to kick back. She likes to run it back. So you can... There's that issue of maybe running yourself into trouble if you haven't got the support around you. But I'm sure it's something that they've looked at, the game plan, what we do in this area and whatever. I've got no qualms with her being at 15. No, and let's be honest, his sevens experience is going to help in all that space, isn't it? Absolutely. And another go, you know, through against Portia Woodman um, in those tight areas, I'm sure she'll revel in it. Oh, this this is it, like, just throw everything you got at it because... If you don't, you're on the plane anyway, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Cup rugby, I love it. <laughs> the only thing we haven't spoken about is um, Kate Williams. Ooh. The story surrounding Kate yes. Williams this week, isn't it? It's Kate Williams, the flanker for, um, I believe it's North Shore. Yeah. Uh, came over in the summer after speaking to uh, Johan and had some time with the squad and has been called in to spend more. They were obviously never looking at her for the game, but, you know, just to be in that environment. 
Mm-hmm. And now with a bit of money in the game, why not fly it over, give it a job? Yeah. I thought. I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel. It's exciting, and she's Welsh, so there's no question about that. Um, it's just, is it just a backup plan rather than thinking she'll be there, depending on if we face issues, rather than fly someone else over because we haven't got the money to support it? Laurie, something I've mentioned, I think every single pod, we need depth. We can't turn away players of that quality. She captain in the Farah Palmer Cup. Come on. We need yeah, to- absolutely. And she's on about coming over now to play in um, Premiership Rugby. If we can develop our world regional programme, then she can be based in Wales as well. Yeah, we'll all feed her. That's not a problem. We'll <laughs> she's got a little bit of rent money behind her. She can have a room in my house. Help me pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, you know, I've spoken quite a bit now, so I'm going to turn it back on you. So, should we, we go through everyone in the quarterfinals to see what who we think are, are going to progress following their games. So if we look at England, Australia, who do you think will um, come up on top in that one? Um, absolute no-brainer for me. It's England win comfortably. Yeah, same. Are we really down to so write these down we can hold you to account next week? Yeah. No, I think there'll be at least 30 points in it. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Okay. Um, over to you. Uh, France, Italy. Uh, yeah. As as much as I don't want to break yours nor Rachel Taylor's heart, I think it's going to be a France comfortable win. French comfortable win. Yeah, I don't think... I don't think there'll be much in it in the first half. Because Italy like a dogfight, don't they? Love it, Yeah. And I think the last 10 minutes will be similar as well. So France to possibly like win it in that, that just yeah. after the second half, 20 minutes. So all to play for in 20 minutes of rugby. <laughs> we might be completely wrong. And France come out all guns blazing. Uh, yeah. 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 France win for me. Yeah, definitely. And then Canada, USA, I've already said there's going to be a Canada win in my eyes. Anyway, are you thinking the same or? I am thinking the same. Um, They're just a better team. And yeah, even though they've got to make some forced changes because of injuries, um, I still think Canada got too much for USA, especially as well with, you know, beating them last week. There's a lot of confidence in it. I think top four. In rankings. Well, like, like consistently, right? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah. yeah. And they were in the final one, year, weren't they? Yeah, the France World Cup, wasn't it? Where Ireland knocked New Zealand. Out. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we've got um, the big game. The really uh, <laughs> all to play for, wide open. New Zealand Wales game. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a very tight, low scoring game, Wales to win by three. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, again, it's going to be New Zealand winning quite comfortably. They beat us 56 12 last game. Yeah. And I wouldn't be shocked if it's not much of the same, if not by a little bit more. 
so they beat us by that and then they went and played Scotland and beat them 57-0 so they know how to score they know how to stop the opposition from scoring um, mm. and I think I can't see us given the team we've mentioned as well I think when you do individual matchups I just think New Zealand are probably going to win by about I don't know maybe the maybe the the occasion might get to them lows, so it might not only be a 40-pointer. Then <laughs> with confidence in it, so it could be a 60-pointer. So. Look, regardless of the scoreline, I think we'll take way more from it, from seeing different players in positions that they haven't had much game time in, seeing new partnerships and stuff like that. And as well, it is a lot. Uh, if, if, I, if I was in that squad, I would be more concerned over my performance than the scoreline. I'd want to leave the competition on a high, personally. Yeah. Um, and, you know, New Zealand are playing to stay in it. We're playing to to build. It's a completely different game from, from both sides. What do, both- what do you mean? We're playing to stay in it. <laughs> we haven't booked the plane tickets yet. <laughs> no, you're right. Hey, who knows, right? It's rugby. A couple of lucky bounces. A couple of great scrums. Sean Ed. You know? Just Sean Ed. <laughs> but I yeah. do think New Zealand will beat Wales anywhere between uh, 40 to 60 points. Did it give a score? No, I uh, danced around that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it'll be similar to to last game. So I'll just say 56-12 again. Yeah. All right, so based on our predictions, that means going into the semi-final weekend, we think it'll be New Zealand, France and England, Canada. Yeah. Yeah. But we're getting ahead of ourselves a whole week there. Um, For me, 100% behind Wales, want to see some brilliant individual performances, want to see some great unit plays. And crucially for me is game management. What can we take from this tournament now and build on for the next three Six Nations and into that next World Cup? Yeah, we're plenty. You've seen how the scrums performed, albeit up and down. But it's definitely getting back to the scrum of old that we, you know, Wales used to be, you know, quite well known for their set piece at one point, didn't they? Um, and then Ireland came along and ripped it apart. Yeah. Every game. But um, yeah, it's, it's getting that confidence back and knowing that that's in your back pocket kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. There will be changes following the World Cup, so it is breeding these new players and getting them consistent game time. Would love it to be in our in Wales mm. through our regional program or lack of it, but you know something to look at now domestically. Yes, and and you know we got plenty to say on that. But uh, let's wrap up this episode. Uh, where will you be watching the game, Lowe's? At home, in my pajamas. Will you get out of bed for this one? Yes. Yeah, I'll have it on the big screen then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be watching it at home as well. There was some uh, talk about us maybe putting on a watch party. We did try. We asked around. There was some interest, but ultimately getting a venue at that time in the morning that would open and serve as alcohol was a bit of a challenge. So what we've done is we're now considering one of the away games in the Six Nations to host a watch party in one of the Welsh clubs. So any Welsh clubs want us for one of the away games next year, 
uh, we're more than happy to come down. We'll bring some other former players as well and we'll have a watch party. Definitely. And let's, you know, plow some money back into our clubs as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. But yeah, who are you watching it with? I may actually go to my nans and watch it and get a look at it. That's adorable. I love it. Yes, he's a big fan. Yeah. So bacon sandwiches. <laughs> it's that time of the pod, isn't it, where we're just drifting off now. We're yeah, making it last. We must want to go now, do you? We must want to go. I missed your face. Right. Let's let our listeners go. Get ready. Build it up for the big game. See you all seven thirty Saturday morning.